Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service announcement. The podcast that you are about to listen to is pure fiction. There may be some elements of truth that are involved in this podcast. However, we cannot guarantee that it is not filled with layers of fake news, speculation and a range of other things. Potty, anything else to add on this one? Enjoy. Enjoy the The, podcast. The story we're about to tell you is indeed a work of fiction. It is. There's going to be a lot of fiction in there. Back to the future story. Mm. Get in your DeLorean. Get in your your DeLorean. Maybe even some Bill and Ted's as well. Excellent adventures. Indeed, indeed. So the the, uh, context behind this is I'm away and uh, we haven't got an episode for this week. So we decided to record the episode a week earlier, but just absolutely speculate on what happened on the weekend of sport. You never know. We might be spot on, but I find it hard to believe (laughs) with some of the stuff that's coming up. Okay, so as Potty said, get ready, brace yourself, strap on in for a fictional tale of a week that was on the Sports Detention Podcast. We are live, potty. Welcome, mate. Sports detention. How good is it to be back? Thanks, Gregor. It's fantastic to be back. What a week! An unbelievable week. Massive week here of sport, mate. In the it world of never, sport, and the never world. ceases to amaze us, mate. But um, you know, we welcome everybody into the Robert Allenby Studio. Welcome. Uh, Great to have you with us. What's caught your eye, mate? What's caught your eye this week? Well, the unbelievables happened. We we all heard um, over the Christmas break, over New Year's, I believe it was, um, mm. good friends, uh, Carlos, Carl, Stefanovic, and Michael Clark got in a bit of a dust up over in uh, up in Noosa. Very yes, uh, uh, a verbal dust up that nearly came to fisticuffs. I we believe. threw a shout out to Noosa on our we did, previous we episode. Did. Well, it turns out that over the weekend, um, it's been made official, and round two is coming up. They're going to have a square off in a charity boxing match. Oh, how good's that? Uh, and uh, rumour has it, although not confirmed, they will in fact be the undercard to the Musk-Zuckerberg card. Ooh. Mm, so, uh, Man, that's big. That's that a big card. That is huge. That is There's huge. There's going to be a lot of eyes. And as you'd imagine, Johnny Fury wants to get involved as well. He he really wants to jump in, and uh, I'd say he wants to be part of some of the coaching. Yeah, who, who would you match John Fury up in mm. terms of training? Who do you reckon, which, which fighter is going to be more suited to the coaching of John Fury? Oh, Carl. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm. Oh, so uh, that that is something I would pay to see. Mm. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a massive fight. It's going to be, you know, I'm thinking you think Rumble in the Jungle. Mm. You think, you know, Pacquiao, Mayweather when they finally fought. You think the big bouts. You know, Tyson Holyfield 2. Tyson Holyfield 2. You could even go back to the Rumble in the Jungle. Mm. Yep, mm. yep, as as is said. And uh, the thriller in Manila, mate. Like yes. we're, we're talking about some all-time greats, aren't we? 
Yeah, it always reminds me of Millie Vanilli when someone says the thriller and vanilla. <laughs> I don't know why, and yeah, that's a bit concerning. But anyway. Oh, well, oh, well. And uh, where could they have it? Where could they have such a bout like that? Well, I mean, it's got to be on a yacht somewhere. Mm, if yeah. Zuckerberg and Elon are, are doing it, it's it's going to be on a yacht somewhere. Yep, of course. Of or maybe course. even out of space. Yep. I love it. I love that. Yeah, that you'd, um, you know, lack of gravity might, you know. Oh, that would make things interesting. It certainly would, wouldn't it? It certainly yes. would. Um, anyway, mate, what's caught your eye? Mate, what's caught my eye is, um, you know, in a pre in our previous episode on the Sports Attention podcast, um, I mean, the chaos of being a podcaster, enjoying doing the podcast, but also holding down employment as a teaching professional. I mean, things get a bit twisted. So when I referred to Penrith's booming young winger, Tom Jenkins, as the name of a kid who I saw in the canteen line, we can can make some mistakes. So uh, apologies to Tom Jenkins when I referred to him as somebody completely different. But, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, I'd I'd run into a certain student in the the canteen line and, um, yeah, similarities took over and... Yeah, I made a mistake. And uh, we're, we are, if nothing, honest here at the Sports Detention. <laughs> and we will admit when we butcher it. Mm. Indeed, indeed. But speaking about butchering things, mate, um, you know, fashion. Fashion is important in this world. I mean, people gravitate to fashion. Um, however, Kanye West, there's been a lot of controversy around Kanye recently. Um, you know, a bit of a turbulent time, obviously, with mental health issues, um, breakdown of his marriage and the trials and tribulations that uh, go with that. But um, one thing Kanye has always been lauded for has his, been his sense of fashion, you know, his, his groundbreaking fashion. Now... In a recent uh, holiday, I believe it was a European trip, He, Kanye and his new wife, I believe he's, he's remarried. I believe I so, correct? yes. Yeah, so his new wife, um, they were out in, you know, in the street, out in the, uh, in the county of Venice. Yeah, Venice is a lovely spot. I always remember, I think of Indiana Jones when I think of Venice. Oh, yeah. I went back and watched it a couple of years later and it was awful. Awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, the CGI just didn't work back then. No, no. But cutting anyway, edge at the time, yeah, it was. But cutting back to Kanye, so the big issue is the fact that he's gone out with the plumber's crack. Oh yeah. So he's basically got his bare ass just showing, and they're calling it fashion now. Mm, yep. Right. So my question is: Kanye just plagiarizing style from your local plumber? Yep. It's clear. Is it really Kanye who is just blazing a new trail for fashion by going, you know what, I'm going to have my asshole hanging out? Or is he just stealing the style from, you know, your local tradie? I think it's obvious. I think that he wants the plumber's crack named after him. Mm. I think it's, I think it is, I think that's what he wants. It's not going to happen on our watch. No, no, we can't. Like, because we can't let you have it. No, absolutely not. I mean, Kanye does things differently. Always has. Yeah, always has, and that's that. They, they call him the, the the genius for those reasons. But we're not going to let you have this one, mate. No, mate. No, mate. Plumbers yeah. have earned that. They have over many, many years, mm. many, many years of hard knee-breaking labour to get that. Mm. Yep. That's yep. Never a truer word spoken, mate. Uh, speaking of 
labour, hard work, mate. Um, wrestling men, mm. you'd consider that hard, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for well, sure. Mate, the big controversy coming out of the Canterbury Bulldogs this week, mate, is the uh, walkout of a star player. Yeah. Now, that star player remains unnamed. Yep. Um, you know, and even though we are in a fictional podcast, in we're, we're not even going to name him because if it becomes true, then we might be libelous. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Um, however, it, I'm led to believe the story going around is that a player was late for training had and was forced to wrestle 12 teammates as a punishment. And that player has obviously become, you know, quite distressed under the circumstances, wrestling under fatigue, probably, you know, let's just be fitting. He was probably beaten up once yep. you're getting through to the back end of that shark tank. Yeah. And uh, he's walked out, walked out on, on the team and uh, there's big issues you know, or, you know, big news around that and a big fallout of that. Yeah, the RLPA apparently has become involved, I mm. think I saw earlier, and there, um, um, I saw Gus was keeping very tight lipped on it. So, yeah. Uh, interesting to see what happens. Uh, obviously, it's uh, they've got to do a full investigation. NRL will probably get involved with an investigation as well. Bit of hazing. Like, yeah. yeah it's a- I find it really difficult to see how. You'd get away with it with Gus at the helm, you know. I think it's it's probably, you know, there can be a lot of media beat ups around Gus and and his role as a football manager. But I I just don't know whether this is just another one of them. But regardless, if it is a true story and it is something that is significant, I think they'll work it out. Yeah. In a very swift period of time, and if this player no longer wants to be at the club, they won't be there. Yeah. And, you know, if the player just, you know, if they can work it out and they can move on. And it's about culture, apparently. Yeah. You know, and they can look at building that positive culture or that cultural change that they're after at the Bulldogs. I think they'll get on with the job of doing that. I think you're right. I do. However, I mean, suggestions would be that this player wasn't the first person to be in a situation where they were wrestling a whole heap of bulldogs that they didn't want to, mm. apparently. Yes, well. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, moving on, mate. Speaking of libelous, uh, Gobby on Ice. Yep. What do you know about Gobby on Ice? Now, ladies and gentlemen, Disney, um, they've always done a really, really good job of trying to drag the parent in yep. to the, the entertainment experience. But, Disney, you are cheeky little buggers because I've got wind about this character. I didn't know about this uh, until today, actually. Spidey and his amazing friends. Spidey and his amazing friends. And there is a character called Gobby. There is. I mean, what are you doing, Disney? (laughs) So, um, for the the Spider-Man fans out there, uh, uh, Spidey and his amazing friends is a kid's version of Spider-Man and Gobby is the kid's version of the Green Goblin from ah, the, um, okay. from, the um, uh, fr- from the movie that you would have seen some years ago. with. Uh, so it's Toby not fellatio. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. But, um, yes, the, I must admit, the first time um, I, the, the, it was on the TV at home, the kids were watching it, I, and I heard um, uh, Gobby was getting around in his glider, I 
had to do a double take. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought of it in two ways when I saw it. Obviously, the, the blatant obvious one, but I'm also thinking, you know, Gobby sounds, it, I mean, it does sound like a bloke who probably, you know, doesn't mind a glass Barbie. Like he's on ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the title of that, yeah. Uh, so um, anyway, that's um. Couldn't couldn't go past it. No, no, couldn't go couldn't past, go past, it, past it. Seeing that, needed yeah. a mention. Needed a mention. Yes, yes. Um. Yeah, mate. Well, busy, busy times in the world, isn't there? It is absolutely busy times. And, and you know where it's getting even busier. It's in the NRL. It is starting to get to finals time. So should we head to the footy? Absolutely. Let's get into the footy. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here! The rugby league, mate. Mate, the regular season has come and gone, and the finals are set. Uh... The Broncos went down to the storm 26-6 to over the weekend after resting a host of stars. Ryan Pappenhausen coming back in, scored two tries. Fantastic to see Ryan Pappenhausen playing yeah, again. Yeah, good to see him back. Well done, well done. And, of course, you were very happy with the result as other yeah. results went your way as well, mate, in a, I mean, in a very surprising With game. the Broncos being beaten by the Storm and, um, you know, we'll go into the other results, but, you know, a minor premiership, I said it on previous episodes, the Panthers, we needed it, we got it. Yep. How good's this? Happy days, happy days. Uh, Manly uh, beat the Tigers in a match that wasn't for um, a place in the finals. Who cares, Cup, as yeah, you would call who, it. Who cares, Cup? I have yeah. thrown that out there before. Let's do it again. Mm. 32 to 18. Tigers tried hard again, but uh, no good. Farewell, Brooksy. Mm. Uh, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs for that final place in the eighth. Uh, off-field controversy just got too much. Awful week for the Rabbitohs. And uh, the Roosters put them to the sword 24-12. to 12. Mm. And, um, yes, that was uh, a, a quite a convincing performance. And they might be someone, a few teams are looking over their shoulder heading into the finals. Could do some damage. Yeah. The Warriors keep on their winning ways, 32-10 to 10 over the Dolphins. I think that makes nine in a row or something yeah. like Top that. Top four for the Wars. Well done to the Wars. A job well done. Now, in a match like you will see no other. Mate, it's been unbelievable. The Panthers have beaten the Cowboys to secure the minor premiership 1-0. 1-0, mate. 1-0. 1-0. I thought you'd got it wrong and you'd slotted in one of the um, football schools, mate. I just could not no, believe it. Yep. No, uh, believe it or not, check out the KO Mini. Yep. Watch the replay in full. I mean, the way that they executed the field goal yep. with the shape to Cleary, off to Cogger for the one-pointer just before halftime, were able to grind, the, grind down, dig their heels in, defend out for the whole 40 minutes. No other points scored. 1-0 win. Absolutely fantastic. The Knights march on and the 36-14 win over the Dragons. Their season end couldn't come quick enough. As the same is for the Dogs, they lost in a very tight game. And, geez, wasn't it a good game to watch I lots mean, of tries. The fact that they were 30-0 up yep. with, you know, with 18 minutes to go and to lose 31-30, I yep. mean, it was really the final dagger into the heart of of Bulldog fans for this year, but, I mean, in that first 62 minutes, mm. I mean, there was hope. Jeez, and wasn't that 60-metre try by none other than Big Tino such a special effort yeah. on the striker halftime? Yeah. You haven't seen too much. I remember Reg scored one a few years ago from about mm. 40 up, but, jeez, that was special. What yeah. a try. Full flight. 
You wouldn't stand in his way, I don't think. No. Uh, and the Sharks beat the Raiders in um, a battle of the uh, bottom uh, 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 sorry, a, a battle of the bottom four of the top eight, mm. twenty six to eighteen. So and it was that, a good match that one. That was that was finals football a week early. Beautiful, wasn't it? Beautiful, yeah. and that and that'll clinch them a home final. So you yeah. know, it, it was really something um, uh, that they're going to be pretty happy with. I'd say. I think the weirdest thing about that match was obviously the tactical move from Craig Fitzgibbon to put Nico Hines in the centres. Yep. I mean that was I mean it was a masterstroke really because he was cutting them out out up out wide. You couldn't believe it. It was absolutely phenomenal, especially. As you say in the centres, we all know what happened in Origin, and it wasn't for him, but there you go. And uh, Parramatta, they, they played uh, the bye, and um, yeah, so, so they had their presentation this week, so I guess they lost. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, there was hope there until they realised they were up against the bye, yeah. wasn't it? And uh, for and against, you know, unless I think the Brewsters got beat by 90 or something, mm. it would have been an option, but uh, there was no way. They were too strong for the Rabbits, and... Uh, yeah, Parramatta couldn't improve their points differential against the bye. Mm, yes. Um, my um, predicted match of the round was the Sharks versus Ra- Raiders, and it was quite a close match, but I couldn't go past the 1-0 uh, score line, the, the, the Panthers mm. versus the Cowboys. My God, that was an absolute cracker, mate. I mean, I'm a purist, so I just love a defence, yeah. and I love goal line defence, and they had it in spades. You couldn't say there was an attack thrown at each side. And yeah. the goal line defence was just absolutely something special. Dylan Edwards, take a bow. How many tries do you want to save? Yeah, it was, I mean, Drinkwater, he went all right as well. I yeah. mean, he a couple of loose carries, yeah. um, which gave Penrith really good opportunities inside the red zone. But the fact that, um, yeah, I mean, there was three clear try-scoring opportunities for the Cowboys that Dylan Edwards just... Yeah, I mean, he came to the floor. Yeah, you know, just mopping up everything at the back there. Um, penalty goal, mm. obviously thirty minutes in. Okay, Dearden hits the post. Yeah, I mean, it could have been any. It could have been a two-one score. Didn't seem like a big deal at the time, but yeah, it was. Um, it yeah, certainly it was, was a difference. It certainly was, mate. And um, look, um, yeah, what, what was your match of the round? Do you agree with? Uh, look, I went for the Knights and the Dragons yep. um, purely because I've been in thoroughly impressed with um, the Knights, obviously. But the fact that Tyson Frizzell and the Knights were winning 36-0 at half time decided to then put on a Dragons kit and come out and play for the Dragons, his old team in the second half. I mean, we've never seen that in rugby league before. 100%. Not a chance. And he played pretty well. Like, he got an assist mm. in the second half, and he, you know, he ran for, you know, a good 100, and, I think it was 113 metres in the second half. Which wow. Is, yeah. It's good stats. Pretty pretty special. Um, you know, it's a, it's been a rough year for the Dragons. Uh, Shane Flanagan coming in, obviously. He'll toughen the know. joint up. Yeah. Does Tyson Frizzell stay, or does he go back to Newcastle? I mean... They'll have to work that out in the week. Does he continue on in the final series or is he now a dragon? We'll have to work that out, but only time will tell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, So, mate, what's caught our eye this week as far as a few discussion points? Hey, what do you got? Well, mate, after exiting the final series, uh, the finals competition in the last uh, week in sensational fashion, Mm. uh, South Sydney... Well, South players, they punched on a mad Monday, mate. Look, mate, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of this, mm. 
in the integrity report. Yeah. But, I mean, it was massive news. Yeah. It was massive news coming out of Redfern. I mean, two weeks in a row. They had the local A-grade snotting on in the car park at the front of the Woolies Metro yeah. after that, you know, dog act, we called it, last week. But, I mean, you know, for it to flow on into the professional game is a real concern for the Rabbitohs franchise. Certainly is, mate. Certainly is. Uh, we thought Sticky had ch- chucked it in oh, last week. Oh, he just, this week he he just, just raises gone. it. Yep. So he's apparently left and gone home at halftime. Yeah, mate, that yep. was – it was – I've never said like I mean it is it was a weekend of first like it was. for sticky like I mean after telling the cameraman to fuck off the yeah. week before to just go you know what I'm not even gonna risk the fine I'm just gonna down tools and piss off was uh, it was unbelievable. Yep, uh, yep, and um, you know. We love Sticky, and uh, mm. but uh, you know it was good watching. It was yeah. good watching, and I mean, did you see? Michael Maguire oh, just put the headphones on. He and did. it was like Ricky wasn't even there anymore. <laughs> Is somebody not looking for a little head coaching role? <laughs> oh, oh, Madge, you cheeky you dog. We, cheeky. we saw ya. We love ya. We love ya. And, um, yeah, well, and, and then, of course, at the inevitable, mate. Parramatta, they've gone out. Yeah. And what's happened? The daggers are out for BA. Well, Mate, I, I alluded to this the other week on the on the Sports Attention podcast, mm. but, um, you know, you were quick to swat it away. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like you said, the knives are out this week. Yep, the knives are out. And I, I think they will get swatted away. Um, he signed a new contract this year, mm. taking him through to the end of 25. I think they'll at least give him the pre-season the beginning of next year. But uh, no surprise, obviously, to see the, the, the daggers out for BA after exiting uh, the competition before the final series was even underway. Um, and a, a match like that against Penrith in their last round, I wonder if some match like that doesn't actually do him any good as a coach. Maybe people are sitting there well, going, why can they do that and they, some of the time? Well, they had a week to sit on it, didn't That's they? Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, speaking about constructive criticism though, mate, what about the turnaround by the fans? Mm. Like, local tradie has sent an abusive Instagram post to Dally Cherry Evans and with the caption reading, stay up. You ain't got work in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's it's Jerome Luai all over again. Oh, the no. tradie, the tradie, this tradie is a chippy from the North Shore, and he is sitting at the front of the job site in a reflective pose. Yep. And he's got his back against the skip bin, and it's obviously just directed a scathing attack directed at Dally Cherry, Cherry Evans. Stay up, you ain't got work in the morning. You know, it's obviously a poor season by the Seagulls, but, you know, the fans really going up. And it's just completely inconsiderate of the tradie, isn't it? No, it really is. I mean, you know, it stings, doesn't it? It stings. And I mean, just the, you know, I mean, not only the selfish nature, but just the the thought that you are bigger and better than professional athletes, you know, especially for, you know, because you've you've got a trade. Yep. Like, it's just unbelievable. But, I mean... You know, you just gotta you just gotta put that to the side. You do. You need to put it to the side. I mean, and if you're working on the job site and you're thinking, you know, I just want to air my grievances, you know, you you paid a good crust. Yep. And I mean, you should just soak up all the criticism you can get of poor performance from your football team. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. You just gotta you just gotta drink it in. Oh, mate, and some um, uh, positive and a, a little bit sad news in the footy world. Uh, Dylan Edwards, for you guys, re-signs until the end of 2028? Mate, it's, yeah. I mean, 
couldn't be happier. No, nah, mate, uh, he, he certainly is a um, a special part of that uh, great team you've got going on there, and I think it was only a matter of time. Uh, two million a season? Mm, oh, I mean, that's after tax. After tax. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, uh, look. 2028, I think a five-year deal. It's a good yeah. deal oh, for yeah. Dylan to get. And, then, you know, he, he's not a young man. That, that'll that probably just about see him towards the end, I'd imagine. He'll be yeah, on. It, it, there'd be, you would think that there'd be a decision to make in 2028 where he is. Yep. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how those five years play out as a Panthers fan, that's for sure. Yeah, Nathan Cleary will be about 23 by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of players, um, you know, deciding... Their futures, Josh Hodgson, mate, for the the Eels. It, yeah, was, it sort of just didn't work, did it? Oh well, so it didn't. It didn't work. He, I, I feel well done on a great career, Josh Hodgson, to start Ooh. with. Great job, mate. You came out here, took the brave move to come out um, from, uh, I, I guess, the relative safely safety of the Super League, where you were a star, and you were over here, up there, getting mentioned in the same breath as the great Cameron Smith. For several seasons, when yeah. you were first out here, and you took to Cam- you took Canberra to a grand final, pretty much off your own back, came back from three knee reconstructions, made the big move to Parramatta. Unfortunately, he was struck down with a neck injury, which um, is the reason for his retirement, and so he's been medically retired because there was a, an injury um, earlier in the season, which. Yeah, basically, they've said it's not safe for you to play anymore. So, uh, well done on a fantastic career, uh, and. Uh, yeah, had no luck when it came to Parramatta. He's coming off his third ACL as well. Yeah. Well, the question I'd say is, um, in terms of recruitment, is mm. that a move you would like to make if you want to be medically retired? Because I'm thinking chockwatt, mate. Oh, like it's just, is Parramatta the place to go to get medical requirement? Is oh. that is that what where you go? I, I mean, there's a bit of a pattern here developing, is there? Well, I'll tell you what, the joggy what mail just stunk, didn't it? <laughs> it just absolutely reeked. I thought that's why Kieran Forum went there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for for the announcement at any moment. Oh, anyway, I um, no doubt you're going to get somebody else who's um, 38 signed with, um, you know, maybe um, Wade Graham could head over to Parra for a few seasons. A couple of extra, a little bit more scratch. Anyway, mate, this brings us to the fi- uh, first week of the finals, and um, uh, we've got the Panthers taking on the the Storm. Both teams at full strength. Jeez, that's going to be a cracker out of Panther Park. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the Knights versus uh, the Raiders. That also has the potential to be a very good match. Uh, interesting to see how KP goes. Mm. You know, coming back in from that injury where he's missed a little bit of time, and he's um, you know, the AC joint injury. I'm sure they'll need a load up, and he'll be um, he'll be good to go. Uh, the Broncos v the Warriors. Welcome back to the finals, boys. And yeah. uh, what a way they've done it. So that's going to be a really good match. Um, and uh, the Sharks versus the Chookies. Mm. And, uh, Unbelievable. Uh, uh, yep, another another decent old match there. So uh, four, four Sydney teams, four non-Sydney teams. And, I mean, in a first for a long time, the Chooks and the Rabbitohs don't have to play each other three weeks in a row. Yep. (laughs) Like it's at the end of a season. It's, yeah. For the first time in a long time. Yeah. What's your match of the round, mate? Oh, I can't go past the Panthers versus the Storm. I think that's going to be an absolute belter. And Mm. I I think the Storm are always going to be up for it. But I I do believe the Panthers will be too good. And um, I guess if I was going to put in a tip there, I'm going to say... Stephen Crichton, two tries, one intercept. 
Oh, there we yes, go. There we go. Is that in, is that in your multi? Yeah, a bold prediction. The bold part is only one of the tries will be an intercept. But <laughs> well, mate, I've gone for the Broncos Warriors um, purely due to the unforeseen changes in the lineup coming in because obviously teamless Tuesday they've they've dropped the lineups, mate. I could not believe it when I saw it that they've brought back both. Shane Webke and Casey Maguire for the Broncos. Unbelievable. And Arwen Guttenbeel and Kevin Campion for the Warriors. Yeah. Are they planning a scrap? Oh, well, I think so. I think they could be. Um, Named at 16 and 17 respectively for both teams. Ladies and gentlemen, unbelievable. Casey Maguire and Shane Webke are in for the Broncos. Arwen Guttenbeel and Kevin Campion in for the Warriors. Oh, how good is that? How good is that? Um... Yes, and, uh, you know, they've all been in, uh, instructed to uh, wear their headgear as well because um, word is yeah, um, Richard Villasanti might also be Ooh, getting his Richard Villasanti. Well, um, that's if he is not allegedly flogging cash out of people's wallets. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Kangaroo Tour 03. Read oh. it. Oh, uh, right. Allegedly. 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 Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yep. it's remember it's fiction, ladies remember, and gentlemen. Remember, fictitious podcast. Fictitious, yes. Um, mate, that brings it to the end of the footy. Should we jump into the stream of the week? Stream of the week, mate. Let's go. All right, mate. So my stream of the week. Uh, I've gone back uh, to my absolute favourite TV show of all time, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, we are we are officially in the phone box. Yep. And we've taken off. Yeah. Bill and Ted, excellent. Yeah. So, mate, Sons of Anarchy, one of the great TV series, mm-hmm. um, follows a, a motorcycle gang in uh, in ca- Central California and uh, tells the story of uh, Jax Teller and mm. his, um, his journey – from uh, rise to the president of the MC and um, and all the way through to his um, uh, the heartaches and the ultimate um, demise of um, himself and the club. Mm. So um, based on true events, is based it? based on true events? I, 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 well, funny you say. Actually, uh, happy who plays a key role in it, was actually a member of the Hells Angels over mm. in Southern California, apparently, and they brought him in as uh, something of a um, you know to give guidance and feedback, and he ended up getting a, a fairly large role in the series. Yeah. So. It's, um, and also, too, uh, Kurt Suter. He, Kurt, he Kurt. obviously, the the creator of the show, he, he, I believe, am I right in saying that he made the show for his wife, who was the... Uh, the mother, so yeah, uh, yeah. obviously, what was her name? Katie Segal. Yeah, and she yeah. played. Uh, she was um, Al Bundy's wife. In yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. The children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gemma Teller. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. She's the. She plays the matriarch, based on um, Othello, I think, or Hamlet, or <laughs> some one of the one of the um, one of the loosely based on one of the uh, Shakespearean plays. He did a bit of Shakespeare. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, great I thought, show. I thought you were going actually, yeah, I thought we were going down the Hunter S. Thompson route or something. Oh, no. so, yeah, anyway. Um, and um, if, if you're a Kurt uh, Sutter fan, uh, he was a um, – he also did The Shield, which mm. was uh, a, a great TV series, an absolutely fantastic series. And uh, then he went on to start Minds MC, which is actually a feed-on from Sons of yes, Anarchy as yes. well. So – uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, can't recommend it enough. Get on it. It is a fantastic show. Look, 
Let's be fair to him, though. Like, the IRA. The like, IRA. do they play <laughs> way more of a role in gun trading than is portrayed in reality? Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think it's fascinating because, I, I, you know, I, I don't, don't mind history and I think it's, a, it's pretty interesting, you know, the troubles and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that they're buying their guns in Northern California from Irish smugglers... That are that are trying to raise money for the cause. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting storyline. Have you seen the show? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I I probably dropped out maybe season five or something. It, oh. it got a bit hard for me. So no, it, it got violent then. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely cracking show. Hard to talk about a TV series and not give it away, but yeah, action packed. You fall in yeah. love with the bad guy. And you forget who the bad guy is. Yeah. And if you are upset because we didn't say spoiler alert, it's been out for a decade. Yeah, it's been out for a sake. Yeah. <laughs> the, the final literally aired like nine years ago. So, yeah, so bad yeah. luck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of The Sopranos? Yeah. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we, um, you know, next week we, we, we'll do, what was that Bruce Willis show with a twist at the end? Um, the Sixth Sense. Oh. oh. Oh, that just ruins the movie, though, once you know it. <laughs> you try watching it back. Mm, yes. I, I, did Bruce Willis do another film other than Die Hard? I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. Should we uh, get, into the, get into the football chat? Get in the football. Let's do it. Well, mate, football oh, chat. Mate, we're talking transfers. Deadline day. Oh, oh mate, for a minute there, I was excited. I was excited. Mate, we'll, we haven't got any guests on. Yeah. And obviously when we get into the transfers, you'll realise why Bert is not here. <laughs> and, um, yeah, well, I mean, Cozzy. I mean, I mean, their heads are probably buried in sand out the back of the beach somewhere. Because Absolutely spinning. It's yeah, it's been a bad week for the boys. So, mate, but obviously, what do you think about the the Toffees business, mate? So, looking at deadline day, it was a massive day. Obviously, a lot of big deals uh, that were getting pushed at the time, with some some really crazy moves eventually occurring, but. Che Adams for the Toffees. Yep. You got him. But it was a bizarre play for Mbappe prior to that by I the Toffees. I couldn't believe it. I mean, a how did... A cash-strapped club all of a sudden comes up with the scratch to go after Mbappe. So the, the tinfoil hats were out because oh. obviously there'd been a lot of um, sort of, you know, conspiracies around Liverpool putting in a fake bid for Casado, which then drove the price up and they're suggesting that possibly Everton put in their 170 million euro bid for Mbappe just to, you know, try and see if there was any movement in the market to get Real Madrid to buy him. Mm. So from PSG. So it's it's been a, it was an interesting one, but you know, they're saying and the media reports are that it was a legitimate bid. Fabrizio Romano was onto it allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Yeah, wow. But um, Jay Adams, you know, happy with that. Needed, I, needed I mentioned when you got better, I mentioned that why not get both. And why they, not? They have got them both. Yep. Um, you've got some goal scorers in the squad, I mean, and 
didn't go bad on the weekend. It didn't go bad on the weekend, mate. Um, United, mate. Big week for us. I, th- I think we we got to be happy with um, with the two signings we picked up. We obviously got Sofia Mar- Amrabat. Finally, it was a portray you know a protracted saga. Mm. My apologies with Fiorentina. Um, we got it over on the lo- over the line, and also two picking up Mark Kukurelia, um on loan from Chelsea. Two million pound loan fee for that. I mean, he was sixty million last year. Overpriced, absolutely. I'd be the first one to say that. But to pick him up on loan due to the left back issues that we've got with injuries, not a bad little bit of business. Had to be done. Definitely, definitely. Harry Maguire finally gets his move to West Ham. Um, you know, top of the table, West Ham. Yeah, he's got he's got his move there. Um, you know, I think it was bound to happen eventually. I, there was a bit of back and forth, but obviously Harry's desire to play first-team football leading into uh, the Euros and being prepared for tournament football in England, you know, duty for the rest of the year. He needed to get minutes, he needed to play, and he wasn't going to get that at United. So to get that move to West Ham, I mean, I think it worked out for all parties. Indeed, indeed. Mm. Now the big one. Yep. The Saudi invasion absolutely turned deadline day on its head. The Saudis have broken the hearts of Liverpool fans, hence the reason Bird is not with us. He wouldn't come in. No way. They have signed both Mo Salah and Luis Diaz, but not even for their pro league team. They've signed it for their, their Division 2 side, Al Fakim. That is like, unbelievable. <laughs> it's I mean, oh. there's been some big moves, and obviously they're trying to build the pyramid in Saudi Arabia, but to bring two of the biggest stars of the Premier League, even though they played for a terrible football club, but to take them to a Division Two side, and in particular, mid-table team Al Fakim. Yep. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable to get that deal done. <laughs> what is doing at Liverpool? Berta is, you know... Yeah. I mean, it would have balanced the books. I yep. mean, the fact that they paid... You know, £120 million pounds for each player. We had to check in on him today yeah. just to make sure he was he was all right. He was he was quite upset, wasn't he? Mm. Mm. And the fact that they still couldn't even get another midfielder in despite cashing a £240 million pound check. Yep. You know, a quarter of a billy. Unbelievable. Um, oh, well. But it didn't stop there. It no. didn't stop there. Manchester City have broken the hearts of Arsenal fans. You know, they obviously Arsenal's title challenge and their turnaround last season started with recouping and recruiting both uh, Gabriel Jesus and uh, Zinchenko from Manchester City, Mm. but it's gone and backfired. Manchester City have completed the loan signing of Martin Odegaard from Arsenal, boosting their midfield stocks. They've signed him on loan, but however, Arsenal have picked up Calvin Phillips the other way on a permanent deal. Yep. Um, with Arsenal paying £800 million pounds oh my for Lord. Calvin Phillips. Yep. This is just, you know, Manchester City just obviously reaping the rewards of their success by being able to sell a midfielder who has, I don't think has ever played for them for £800 million. Pounds. They also receive Arsenal in that deal. They receive a 10% share in Etihad Airways. So obviously there'll be a sponsorship thing there, which can, yeah. I mean, there would be nothing sus there. No. City wouldn't be using that for financial fair play or anything like that. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. So, I mean, I was was swept off my feet after that deadline day. It was unbelievable. We can understand why... 
Cozzy and Berta are just no, heartbroken. Boys, take care. Here, you know. Take care. Um, we'll reach out via text again, guys. Yep. Um, you know, it was obviously disappointing for you, um, but it's a long season. And um, you know, there's still plenty of plenty of talent within your squads. Yep. Berta, maybe not so much. No. But um, yeah, I mean Yeah. Top ten still a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I mean relegation scraps. Yeah. Better than some. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Well, what about the, the results, news, mate? mate? You didn't let us down with that. Let's get into some results. Match day four. Uh, West Ham, 3-1 over Luton. Continue their winning ways. Mate, mm. the Toffees, finally, finally on the board. Hadn't scored a goal up to this weekend. They've beaten Sheffield United 8-1. Yeah. Can you Massive believe it? That them. almost sounds fictitious. Everyone's second team, Evan. Yep, go the Toffees. Um, except for maybe Berta. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fulham, 2-1 over... 2-0 over City. Yeah. Now... Tipped this one. You, you tipped it last week, didn't you, mm. Gregor? Yep. Yeah. Fulham. Yep. yep. They, were, they were shoe-ins. On your Fulham. If uh, it wasn't for Arsenal cheating the week before, they probably would have got the points there as oh, well. 100%. 100%. Uh, Chelsea and Nottingham Forest played out a one-all draw and Spurs uh, began. Yeah, just keeps rolling on. 2-1 over Burnley. Uh, Brentford 3-1 over uh, Bournemouth. Newcastle 7 0 over Brighton. Oh, that top four is mm. looking shaky, shaky, shaky. Berta. Uh, the Wolves and Palace played out a two all draw. Liverpool went down to Villa 3 0. Yep. Oh, well, not surprising through the news through the week, really. Yeah, it, it, was yeah. A, it was a lot better than the last time that uh, they got blown off the park by Villa mm. in the, uh, the 7. 7-1 hammering, I believe, 7-1, I yep. think it was, yeah. And uh, my uh, predicted match of the round last week is, you know, <laughs> what a stupid pick by me. Uh, Man United, far too good for Arsenal, 8-2. Yes, eight two. and it was a, a, a mirrored scoreline from, I believe, the, the 2012 season, Yeah, 8-2. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, all the United fans were, were leaving the Emirates and going, I'd 8-2 be an Arsenal fan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, most of the Arsenal fans you talk to, they they were, you know, thought it was a pretty fair result. They, you know, thought the better team won and, you know. Well, uh, I mean, I, the first thing I did was I checked in on Arsenal fan TV and I thought, you know, look, I'm going to get some gold here. But they were quite measured in their, you know, in their reflections on the match. You know, they, you know, used words like blood, cars, fam. <laughs> and, you know, but it was, it was less aggressive in the tone than it usually would be. So, um, yeah, I mean... Interesting, but I, th- I think Arsenal, they'd be looking for a bounce back next week. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Mate, your headline of the week. Mate, early season contender for upset of the year with Fulham giving it to Man City. Mm. I mean, how good was that? You enjoyed that, didn't you, mate? Oh, I loved it. I think the fact that um, Marco Silva just... Tactical masterclass against, mm. you know, Pep Guardiola. You know, everybody froths over Pep, but he didn't see Marco Silva and the Fulham foe coming in. No, no. Yep, fantastic. What about your headline of the week, mate? Uh, my headline of the week was, um, I mean, Jurgen Klopp. You know, he has claimed, like any, you know, Jurgen does what Jurgen does. Having a member of the royal family supporting Aston Villa, i.e. Prince William, big Villa fan, it is an unfair advantage and made conditions unbearable for the home side. How can we compete? Just another excuse from Jurgen Klopp. Just another excuse. Add that one to the tally. <laughs> Add that one to the wind, the wet, the dry, 
the illness, the virus, yep. the monarch. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Line them up. Now, obviously, our Berta and Cozzy couldn't give us their headline of the week. Um, mm. You know, they were distraught, and you can understand why. Um, so, uh, were there any other discussion points you had, mate? Um, look, I, I think it was just now that the transfer window is closed, I'd, I'd just be really interested to see how sides just bet in their new talent, you know. And, and we should, with the international break, it's a bit, mm. it's a bit of an annoying international break. Mm. Um, but you would like to maybe, I mean, if I'm bringing in at the end of a transfer window, I'm, I'm telling guys, look, fake an injury. Mm. Stay at training. Like let's get it. Let's get a week and a half of good training under our belt before we get back into the season. But yeah, I think it's always a bit lackluster when you get the transfer window out of the way and then you go straight into an international break. Yeah. Especially when they've spent half the preseason fucking playing internationals. Nobody yep. cares. Yep, mate. I uh, I think you're hundred percent right there, mm. mate. Moving forward to match day five, so. Fixtures coming up. Wolves versus Liverpool. Wolves would have to go in the favourite now. You'd have to think so. Yeah. 100%. Good money on that. Uh, Fulham versus Luton. Mm. Perhaps Luton can pick up their first win of the year there. Yeah, it would be a massive turnaround. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Spurs versus Sheffield. You'd think Ange would keep going because... The show I mean, goes on. Yeah, right. and they're loving Big Ange instead. And, and obviously uh, Sheffield United still licking their wounds after an 8-1 touch-up from the Toffees last mm. week. Um, and West Ham versus uh, Man City. Man City, I, I'm thinking they're going in underdogs. Yeah, I think so. I mean, West Ham are absolutely flying at the top of the ladder. Mm. Um, Man City, are re- they, I mean, they really, really struggled against Fulham last week. Yeah, only a fool would write them off at the beginning of the season, yeah. West Ham. And, I mean... <laughs> If Man City go out on the field and uh, if the detergent plays a part like it should down at uh, the London Stadium um, and the bubbles are flying and West Ham fans are blowing bubbles, some would suggest like Michael Jackson used to, um, it could be a bit of a problem for Man City. Mm, well, we, we'll see. Uh, United versus Brighton. That's allegedly, going to be Michael. Yeah, al- sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Villa v Palace, the Toffees v Arsenal, Bournemouth v Chelsea, Newcastle v Brentford, and Nottingham Forest versus Burnley. Some good matches there. Yeah, some plenty of good matches there. And um, uh, so, fantasy football tip of the week, mate. Obviously, with what's been gone, uh, been going on, and evidence um, rise to form, I think it's an obvious one. Mm. Arsenal v the Toffees. Load up your team with with Toffees players, mate. Mm. I mean, it's an obvious one, Light isn't them it? Up. Yep. I think so. What about you, mate? Mate, my fantasy football tip of the week was, fuck it, just make trades. <laughs> You'll catch up on the points. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Oh, mate, lovely, lovely. Well, we uh, we got through it. It wasn't the same with our Birder and Cozzy. They'll no, pull themselves together and they'll be back yeah. uh, next I mean, week. Yeah, hopefully if you see the guys, I mean, you know, reach out to them. If you see... I mean, Berta walking down the street with his scruffy beard and Cap in hand. two litres of warm milk, <laughs> drinking it while it drips down his dirt-riddled shirt. He's got no shoes on. <laughs> you know, just put an arm around him, would you? <laughs> I didn't even know milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely, mate. Rightio, should we do the integrity report? Yep, should we get in the integrity? Let's do it. Integrity. 
We have integrity issues, mate. We have integrity issues. And since we're getting in the integrity report, it is probably a good um, time for a timely reminder to all our listeners here that this is a uh, fictitious podcast. And um, and uh, while some of the uh, issues that we discuss may, in fact, have some truth to them, um, it is purely for entertainment they would, Yeah, they're based on truth. Yeah. But I'm actually sleeping in a swag on a school camp. So, I mean, I can't answer for any of the rubbish that's on this recording at the moment, okay? <laughs> All right. What do we got? It is so, pure fiction, so, so enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy. Uh, at Belmore, mate, it is – they will be hosting a significant event in the coming week, mate. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. We all heard about the Bulldogs and the wrestling style tactics that were going on uh, at training and how it caused some disturbance. Well, you were right. Gus is not having a bar of it. Mm. And he has thrown down the gauntlet and he has challenged Cameron Serraldo to a no-holes-barred, falls count anywhere, two out of three falls match. Hardcore? Of course, of course, hardcore. So why don't we, let's go hell in a cell while we're oh, here. Oh yeah, uh, hell in a cell. So uh, I'd like to see that, and uh, Gus has got my tip. We can do whatever we want in fiction. It is now hell in a cell. Um, tables, ladders, throw them all in there. Get them in there. Yeah. Um, even the thumbtacks, the yeah. bag, the the Hesham sack of thumbtacks. Get them out there, now, mankind. I've got to say, I obviously don't know Gus, but I imagine some of the verbal dressing downs that he could give. He'd probably rather go into hell on a cell. Mm. Yeah, he's stern but fair. Stern but fair. Stern but fair. I think he could st- st- he could stare me into pissing my pants. But yeah. Anyway, mate, what have you got for the integrity issue? Look, it was it's been a massive fortnight for um, the South Sydney Football Club, but I mean that was just all compiled. The fact that they missed out on the finals was one thing, but the fact that that then flowed on into absolute Mad Monday chaos. Is mm. just, I mean, it would just be leaving fans sick to their stomach. Um, I mean, I'll let you be the judge on who should take responsibility here, but South Sydney coach Jason Demetriou allegedly advi- invites Joel Monaghan to the Mad Monday <laughs> celebrations in a confrontational move designed to get Jairo's dog back in the line. I mean, this is outrageous. Yep. So, as you would have known last week, we discussed the fact that Doggate at South Sydney, where Jairo's dog had, you know, attacked, viciously attacked Coach Jason Demetrio's Labradoodle. So, Jason Demetrio just went, you know what, enough's enough. And we're on Mad Monday, the dog's taken the piss. The dog's giving me the look. It's like, you know, you can't do anything. I'll get Joel Monaghan in here. He'll sort <laughs> him out. Okay, so, I mean, in scenes that have not been witnessed at Redfern since Jason Taylor decided to dress up like Daniel's son and karate chop David Farlonga, <laughs> I mean, it went downhill and it went quick. Oh. So, apparently there was a bit of an altercation. Joel Monaghan was, you know, trying valiantly to get at the dog However, the players were breaking it up and it not until cool heads prevailed, you know, trainer, Rabbitohs legend, John Sutton coming in, breaking it all up and being able to sort of usher Joel Monaghan away to another dog park. Then, I mean, finally, apparently they, you know, shook hands, 
there was there was no more to it and and you know things are apparently good fantastic fantastic happy to well mate that is certainly some integrity issues from left field aren't they mm. Mm. and i mean the fact that the scars still of jason taylor yep <laughs> jt <laughs> Oh, it's 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 a piercer. That's oh. one of the best Bad oh. Monday stories ever. Yeah. Oh, oh no. did you not watch the video, JT, where David L- Farlongo just punched the piss out of Braith and Asta for no reason, really? Now, hang on, Braith was penalised for that. So. Yeah, well, that's true. So there was, obviously was a really oh. reason. But oh. if there's anyone you in your piss state is going to go and not karate chop, it's probably that bloke. Oh. <laughs> what a ripper. What Allegedly. A ripper. Allegedly. These are just all rumours that we've we've grasped together over the years of keeping our ear to the ground. Allegedly, it always is. All right, mate. I think it's time to jump into all other sports. Let's do it. All right, mate. So, Radio. anything happening in the fighting world? Mate, uh, big card over the weekend. It was, um, no, it was uh, Cyril Garns, Sergei Spivak. Um, it was in Paris in France. They've gone back to Paris again. Obviously, it wasn't until recently that um, MMA was actually outlawed in France. But, mm. um, you know, the UFC's, you know, since the the laws have been shifted there, they've had a couple of cards out there. Uh, Cyril Garn is obviously the the fighter who's pushing that interest. Um, however, you know, Cyril Garn, Spivak's a really, really good grappler. I mean, which was always a massive concern for fans of Cyril Garn going into that fight. But the fact that, um, you know, Cyril Garn was able to reverse the single leg takedown with a switch and then proceeded to win via submission due to scrotum grab was unbelievable. It's, I mean... Unheard of. For, I mean, known as a striker, but, you know, to get that squirrel grip on the testicles and be able to get Spivak to tap, it yep. was unbelievable. So, big win for Cyril Garn. Submission, round two. Um, I mean, the pun, I mean, I wonder what the odds were paying on that. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, Rose Namajunas, you know, obviously coming in uh, back. She ranked number two against Manon Fierior. Um it, you know, it was a good fight. Rose, uh, she won on decision there, obviously uh, three-rounder. If it had gone longer, I think Rose could have possibly got a got a finish. Um, but obviously she'll be in the line looking for a, another shot at the title. Mm. Um, yeah, always always really, really hard to pick with Rose. She can be hot and cold. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good win all in all for her. And uh, the final one that really caught my eye was uh, Vulcan Ozdemir, former title challenger at light heavyweight, uh, fighting uh, Bogdan Guzkov. I mean, and the interesting thing about Bogdan Guzkov is you're fighting a former title challenger in Vulcan Ozdemir and the UFC doesn't even have a photo of you on their website. What made things worse and more embarrassing for the UFC was the fact that he ran out and Superman punched Vulcan Ozdemir and knocked him out yep. within 
three seconds. Um, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Get the photo up. Yeah. Get the photo up. He's done it. He's changed the history of his career forever. He's on an upward trajectory. Get behind Bogdan Guskov, knocking out Vulcan Ozdemir. Um, that was pretty much it, mate. It was obviously uh, a pretty deep card, but a lot of local flavour there with the, the French fighters and European fighters. Uh, but I think we caught the crux of it. The big fight that we look forward to next week, mate, is obviously uh, the Sydney card, mate. We've got Izzy versus uh, Sean Strickland. So mm. that's going to be an exciting one. Is he making some comments in recent days as well? Yeah, it's definitely – there's a lot of chatter going around. Um, is he got the fight? I mean, if it was up to the UFC, I don't think they would have gone ahead with this. They needed a big name for the Sydney card at Kudos Bank. Um, so, I mean, is he got his wish? Uh, he would have obviously wanted Drickus Duplessis. But uh, due to injuries, that couldn't happen. So Sean Strickland steps in. The UFC do not want Sean Strickland to win this fight. I can tell you that much. Because Sean Strickland, bless his soul, he just talks shit. But he talks all the shit. (laughs) And uh, he's definitely not afraid to speak his mind. And he's probably not someone the UFC are too overly keen on representing their uh, their brand at the uh, top yep. of the tree. Yep. So um, yeah, I I mean, Izzy's yeah massive favourite there. Um, I think seeing Strickland fight against uh, Pereira, he was knocked out pretty convincingly. I would be very very surprised if Izzy just doesn't stay on the outside and and you know, work him over with a technical masterclass in this fight over five rounds. Yeah. If Strickland gets, um, if he gets frustrated, which he possibly could, and he, you know, just goes, oh, this is my chance, stuff it, I'm going to go in, you know, we could possibly uh, get a another revisit of the, the Holloway zombie finish that we oh, had the yes. other week. So, yeah, really interesting. Obviously, for a local flavour for us Aussies, in that fight to look forward to, we've got Taitu Ivasa versus Alexander Volkov. Um, Volkov is way less, more ex, uh, less explosive than uh, Ty's previous Russian opponent, Pavlovich. Uh, however, Volkov has a lot bigger reach, um, but Ty would be looking to close that distance, get aggressive, get dirty, get him up against the cage. Um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting tactical battle, that one. Volkov mm. will want to stay on the outside, use his technical striking, whether it be, you know, the the front kicks, keeping him at distance, not allowing him to close that space. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's always when you when you talk about your Derek Lewis's, your Tai Tuivas's, the like, you know, if, if they can get off on you and if they can hit you with heavy hands, it's going to be a short night. Mm. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, some really good fights. Obviously, a, bit, a few more interesting ones. Justin Taffer, Tyson Pedro in action. Carlos Ulberg as well is good. Um, and some really good young Aussie uh, flavour there. Jack Jenkins. And Jamie Malarkey gets a good fight against John McDessie. McDessie's a, a bit of a veteran out of Canada, but, uh, yeah, pretty handy striker. That, that'll be a good fight. Mm. Uh, yeah, so some, some good fights on that card. And, obviously, uh, we'll revisit that. Uh, on the next episode, and we'll be able to give everyone a good rundown on on what happened and how it all on how it all happened. Mm. Um, fantastic, mate! And um, 
So moving into the world of tennis and the US Open, as we mentioned last week, is going on. And Novak Djokovic, the joker, has been knocked out before the quarterfinals. Now, this is the first quarterfinal he's missed since 2020, which was at the US Open. I think that might have been the year he was DQ'd, or maybe it was 2019 he was DQ'd for uh, hitting uh, a ball into a... um, and it hit one of the ball boys. And... um, He's only missed five quarterfinals since 2009. And he was knocked out by none other than the demon, Alex Demonor. So, mate, there we go. Uh, Very, very impressive. Uh, Very, very um, uh, happy. And uh, I think uh, it's all up for Carlos Alcaraz now. Mm. Um, Just a a quick word to the listeners. I've just heard from Cozzy. Um, So he is okay. I just want to confirm that. But also, too, the fact that we speak from the future makes this next piece interesting, too, because he sent me a text message reflecting on our preview show where we said Eddie Howe would be the first manager sacked. And he sent us a snapshot of the table, Newcastle sitting in 13th. Because he doesn't realise that they've already won 7-0 against Brighton. Yeah, he doesn't know yet. So so he is safe as houses, Cozzy. Ladies and gentlemen who are in the future, you know, we're going to know better than Cozzy. But yeah. it's good to hear that Cozzy's okay. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Rightio, uh, moving on, mate. Mate, the F1. So uh, the unthinkable has happened, Grego. And uh, Maxi has finally been beaten. So he won nine on the trot, as you announced last week. Yeah. Uh, but he failed to take home uh, the chocolates in the Italian F1 Grand Prix. But who has taken them home, mate? It's none other than British driver Lando Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Big I've just win. branded him Chuck Norris there, yeah. but I think it's now it's set in stone. Isn't no, it? allegedly there. That's no. his name now. That's his name now. Uh, what an epic win for Lando. Um, we always believed in you here at the Sports Detention, mate, and it's great news. Grego. You know what else is great news, mate? Finally, finally your prediction has come in. It had to. And uh, Oscar Piastri, he has picked up the elusive podium uh, that you predicted some weeks back. And not only a podium finish, second. Mm. Second. Unbelievable. Yeah, right up there with Chuck. Um, You know, it was was absolutely, it was a good race, a great race. Um, Obviously, um, Carlos Sainz getting in there in the third place. Mm. I mean, really, the Ferrari, I mean, they were walking around with stiffies, all the Italians. The Ferrari's getting on the podium as well. So that was fantastic. They were loving it, loving it. Now, in terms of the massive upsets we've had, I mean, the highlight of the F1 for me would have had to have been Daniel Ricciardo. Yep. I mean, not only is he driving his Alfa Tori, but he's driving it with a broken arm because he's just recently broke his arm and yep. he went, you know what, stuff it, I'm getting back in the car. He wasn't only just driving with the broken arm, he also had a 4 and 20 Traveller Pie with him as well. Oh, lovely. I mean, scenes and pure driving skill that is often only seen after the Brickies have done a servo run on the M4 at Eastern Creek. Oh, how good. It was unbelievable. Daniel Ricciardo driving essentially with his knees... Uh, and just, you know, putting on an absolute masterclass. One broken hand, traveller pie. Sauce on it, nonetheless. Yeah, oh, well, would you have it any other oh, way? Mate. Come on. Oh. Uh, Ricardo, mate. Shoey for you. Yeah, and the fact that team principal of Red Bull, the big Red Bull, Christian Horner, had to actually pour the shoey into his mouth at the end of the uh, 
end of the race was, yeah, I mean, that was scenes as well. Yep, indeed, indeed. And, uh, mate, the NFL preseason's complete, rosters released. Yeah, I mean, the cuts were brutal. As they are. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, the fact that Joe Burrow was released by Cincinnati was unbelievable mm. and that he's been picked up as the second string to Geno Smith at Seattle. Yep. I mean, I didn't see that coming. No, no, I think it's completely um, – yeah, I don't think anyone saw it coming, but, you know, mm. bold move. Bold move. Um, and also, too, you know, we're, we're getting excited. We're getting ready for the um, the NFL season to kick off. But, um, you know, pre-season's a big time. It's a big time for Australians. We all remember or we'll have a bit of an affinity for pre-season um, due to, obviously, the Hain mania. Yeah, of course. However, Jared Hayne, he has celebrated the anniversary of taking preseason by storm by introducing his new Sally Spence from Macquarie Fields to the card game Skipbo while the preseason was going on. Unbelievable, mate. Oh. So, I mean, a long way from the lights of Levi Stadium in San Francisco. A long, long way. Down long to Cooma. Down to Cooma. In the rec room playing Skipbo with Spence. Yep. Mm. Yep. Oh, beautiful, mate. And that's... Uh, Shit decisions, kids. Yeah. Shit decisions. Shit decisions. Uh, mate, that um, brings us to the end of all other sport. Should Ooh. we talk about the multis? Absolutely, mate. You wouldn't believe it, mate. <laughs> oh. I'm on a roll. You, oh. you wouldn't believe it, ladies and gentlemen. Three... You won again. Three and a one again. Yeah. And this one, I've won big. I've won big. All your money on it. All my money yeah. on it. All my money on it. I had the, the biggest roughie you've ever... I, I had Lando Norris to win. Yeah. I had um, Piastri to finish second, mm. of course, as you do. And uh, I had Demon all beaten Djokovic. So, yeah. I mean. Did you have, I mean, if you had a quad it up and you had Ricardo eating the traveller, oh. oh, mate, you would have, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, betting was suspended on that once they saw him hopping in. Mm. Uh, look, mate, <sighs> one from three. Un-fucking-believable. <laughs> Even in fiction, I can't get a win. This is unbelievable. Oh. I, I can, cannot even punt. I mean, one of the greatest scenes of Back to the Future was when it is a, is a Bud... Yeah, Bud gets the bookies book. Yeah. I mean, everybody has gone far out. I could do with that. Book. Oh, how good is <laughs> yeah. that? No, um, yeah. What yeah. was his name? No, uh, Biff. 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 <laughs> Bud. Biff. Whatever. Yeah. Bud. Biff. Buford. <laughs> he was a different character in each one, wasn't yeah. he? Like he was. He was the grandfather. Then he was. A, oh, if you haven't seen Back to the Future, yeah, go and check it out. There. Come on, it yeah. is. It is an all timer. So um, yeah, so Biff had the had the bookies book and he made a mozza from it. And even though I had access to all those resources, one for free. What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. That brings us on to the main event. What oh, do you got for us, mate? Penis of the week. Now, penis of the week was. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Um, anyone who thinks teachers don't do much. Penis of the week because not only after our last episode had I come straight off. I said at the start of the episode, I said I was flat. I'd come straight off a parent teacher night. Hence the reason why I made a little honest mistake, mm. you know, by calling one of the up and coming wingers of my great football team the same name as somebody who I saw in the playground. Yep. But also, too, I'm away on camp all week with a ton of young 
adolescence. So if you think I don't do much, I'm working my ass off. Yeah. I second that, mate. I second that. That's uh, I, I agree with you. We've got the same penis yeah. of the week. Penis of the week. So anyone who thinks teachers don't do much, how about you have a conversation with them? Mm. Have a conversation with a teacher. And teachers, if you don't think parenting is a hard job, have a conversation as well. Yeah. We do both, potty. We do both. Give us a medal. Yeah, <laughs> heroes. <laughs> Speaking of uh, heroes, actually. Um, did Mariah Carey write a song about us? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so did uh, Enrique Iglesias. Um, actually, speaking of heroes, and this one we can put the line through fiction. Mm. We're done with the fictitious talk now. We're going real. Uh, Stephen Bradbury, did you hear? He's got the uh, medal. Of, I, well, we'll call it Medal of Honour, but that was like a, I think that's a pretty high up military honour, that one, so I don't want to discredit that. No. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry guys, flick back the fictitious stuff. Yeah. Um, so Stephen Bradbury, um, I was reading an article today, uh, he's uh, rescued four people from rough surf in hey. Sunshine Coast, and he's received an honourable award for that, so I mean... You could almost change the penis the of the bravery week. Bravery honours list. Yeah, you yeah. could almost change the penis of the week to anybody who doesn't think Stephen Bradbury is the absolute soul of the earth and a legend. Yeah. I've never met him. He, he might be a real <laughs> – <laughs> he might hate me. Yeah. But anyway, he won gold genuinely. Yeah. He won the first medal for Australia, the bronze in the relay. And the winner Olympics. In Lillehammer. So he's a decent skater. But – he also looks like he's a decent bloke. Taking his kid out for a paddle and then saving lives. If you think Stephen Bradbury isn't a legend, yeah, penis. You are. Mate, I love it. I love it. Rightio, mate. So a reminder to all the listeners, we, we really, really thank you for, for sticking with us on this fictitious episode. Um, we didn't know, want to leave you a we week didn't want to leave, Yeah, we didn't want to leave you hanging. And, uh, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed it, enjoyed the banter. I, and, I mean, God help us if any of the stuff we've talked about, any of the jib is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with plenty of content. Yeah, we'll be ac- – and hopefully we'll be back with um, some truth. With some truth. Next week. So, um, look, we thank you again. Thank you for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, send us around, give us a, a recommendation, show, send your friends some content, tell them to stick it on in the car. Mm. A bit of – you know, a bit of white noise in the back. So, uh, but we appreciate you all, and uh, yeah, we thank you again. Thank you. So, for any of our listeners down in Windsor, home of the Wolves, we say good night and farewell. <laughs>